Hello and welcome to Grow by Cassandra. I am so excited to record this podcast. I am currently in the rainforest. So you guys might know, but I've been living in Costa Rica for the past two years, um, if you didn't know. And this is my last little trip before I move back to the States. And um, I'm not like making that, I'm not making a public statement, but just telling people as um, the topic comes up or as they maybe ask. And so if you are a listener of my podcast, you just got a special announcement. Like not everybody knows that. So yeah, I'll be moving back um, to the States soon. And people are like, for good? And I'm like, that sounds like doom. (laughs) For good? I don't know. For good? Forever? Is that what you're trying to say? I don't know right? Uh, I don't know. I like, I like openness. I like to have the option of, nah, I might be moving to Cartagena next year, or maybe I'll be teaching in China or who knows. Um, a prince from Dubai might scoop me up. You know what I mean? I I like to keep it open. But anyway, um, if you hear the wind, the birds, the dogs, the horses. In this podcast, it's because I rented an in uh, I got reserved, rented. I don't know. I'm staying at an Airbnb, and um, it's basically on a farm. And besides the really sketchy, scary parts of staying here, it is wonderful and amazing, and has filled my cup as full as it could be of um, nature so full that I have bug bites I've seen spiders I've seen um, millipedes and butterflies raccoon looking things birds that I've never seen before Um, definitely way more than I wanted to see um, as far as dogs the horses were nice I saw a scarecrow that really served no purpose and actually reminded me of a horror film But I say all that to say, okay, this question of for good brought up, you know, the term that someone has coined and that we use and sometimes misuse of a free spirit, right? Oh, she's such a free spirit. Cassie, you're such a free spirit. Oh, I wish I was a free spirit. It's wildness, right? A wild nature, like someone who's just like, ah, freedom. Gone with the wind. And I'm not saying it's inaccurate. I just don't like people calling me wild, right? But I could call me wild. So if I say I'm a free spirit, it's fine. But don't you go just labeling me um, as a free spirit. All right. Anyway, so the point is freedom, right? So freedom. I've been living abroad for two years. And um, although I've had, and I am a free spirit, although I've had so many opportunities to tap into that freedom, right? To take trips and to take adventures, to stumble into adventures, to visit different countries, to go to the beach quite often, the freedom of living on my own. I feel like that's more independence than freedom. But anyway, the point is, um, in a lot of ways, I have not had freedom. And so my independence and some of the goals um, that I have achieved over the two years that I've been here 
have come at the cost of me spending two years without a vehicle. So I have been uber queen. Um, I have consistently asked for and or depended on others for rides to school, to the beach, (laughs) to a restaurant out to eat. Now, I always have the backup plan of having cash for an Uber. But as you can imagine, if you want to be social, that can add up, right? So Ubers to and from school, um, getting rides when I'm able to. And I've been super grateful for the friends and coworkers and colleagues who have not made me feel guilty or bad or, you know, childish for not having a vehicle and and asking them for a ride. Also, slid a little gas money. Um, Not every time, because what I'm learning is that sometimes kindness is just kindness, and you can accept that people are being kind and not expecting anything in return. But anyway, the point is, all right, freedom. Two years, no car. Ubers, rides, been grateful, was able to get out of debt out of um, not having a vehicle, had I purchased a vehicle, I still may have gotten out of debt, but it definitely would have been delayed. And there is a chance that it just would not have happened. Um, I've been able to find safety and security and knowing that um, Uber can be a pretty solid option, uh, despite the ways in which it's not safe. (laughs) It can be super safe and it is super safe here, um, especially during daytime hours. Um, I've been able to ride with friends that I trust and I've even rented vehicles from time to time, right? So it's been, all of that has been cheaper than, less expensive than um, if I would have purchased a vehicle. So I've done all that math time and time again when I felt desperate to get myself my own set of wills. So I'm like, I want freedom. I don't want to be dependent on Uber and other people. I just want to get up and go, right? But it's helped me. Um, in a lot of different ways. I felt safe and it has saved me. So now that I'm moving, I've decided um, that I would spend two more weeks in Costa Rica. So I'm on week two of the two weeks and just enjoy the country. And in order to do that, for me, I knew that that would not consist of shuttles and buses and Ubers. So I decided to rent a car and I've been renting cars here and there, especially this last few months, because my need to be free, my desire to be free has increased to the point of uh, almost insanity. So what I've learned is that freedom costs you something, right? That freedom of not having to depend on someone else to give me a ride came at a cost. Guess what? Guess what? Every single rental car that I have rented in the past, what month is it, June? In the the past six months. And really, it started in April. So April, May, June. So in the past three months, I have rented four cars and every single car has had some kind of issue. The first one, I thought it was funny, right? It was just, well, I didn't really think it was funny, but I decided to. (laughs) 
I decided that because I was able to get the car at such a low rate that I would just laugh it off and that it was no big deal. The sound that I was that I was hearing in the vehicle. Um, But I did return the car earlier than expected. The second was costly. I took a day trip to the beach, a day trip. The rental was $50 and I was like, I could spend $50 going to the beach like on my own. Sure, it would be $10 to the bus, but I would have to get to the bus station and then I'd have to walk. Then I'd have to make sure my phone was charged so that if I needed to call an Uber, then also from the bus stop where it drops you off at the beach, there is quite a walk to the places I would want to go to. And you're very limited in what you can see. And there is a schedule. So I would have to wrap everything up by the time that the shuttle would need to pick me up. Anyway, I was like, nope, don't want to do it. $50 is fine. I even got an Uber driver who's like, hey, I can um, take you. I'll spend the day with you. Not with you. Not like that. Like spend the day there and you can, you know, restaurant hop or go down to different beaches or whatever. And it'll be 80 bucks. And I'm like, hmm drive on my own for $50 or spend time with you, stranger, that I really don't know for $80. Mm, Nope. Gas plus tolls will still be less than $80 and I'll have all of my freedom and all of my time. I want to talk to you. And usually I love talking to Uber drivers like for a 10 minute ride, but I'm not about to go a whole hour and have to speak with you, right? I'm just letting you guys know what I was thinking. All right. So anyway, I got this car, um, was driving back and hit a huge hole, pothole in the road. I didn't want to slam on the brakes because there were three cars behind me. I didn't see it. To be honest, I don't know, really. I'm not sure what happened. Anyway, we don't need to go into that. But I hit um, a pothole and two tires basically went out and I spent uh four hours getting that taken care of and a hundred and let's see fifty dollars for the rental i got the rental it had no gas in it which is weird right so i spent about thirty dollars on the gas so that's eighty dollars already i spent maybe four dollars on the tolls we won't even count that so we're at eighty dollars then um for a new tire that cost a hundred. And then I don't know why I decided to be nice, but I paid the people an extra $50 for helping me because they did really spend time and helped me. So that's 150 plus 80, which is $230. So a trip that should have cost me $50 cost me $230. And then when I returned the car, um, the guy was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It shouldn't cost any more than that. I'm like, sir, you think I'm going to pay any more than that? And then he asked me to pay 75 more dollars because he went and put a brand new tire on it and had work and sent me a receipt and everything. So um, that bill could have been $300, but I, I'll just let y'all imagine, use your imagination to guess um, whether or not I paid an extra 75 more dollars after I spent 230 on a car that should have only cost me $50. Okay, that was a really, really long-winded way of telling you that um, the second time I rented was costly. But I still enjoyed the day at the beach, and I was like, you know what? Que sera, sera. I had fun, and I'm safe. 
And it could have been worse because on the way back from that accident, I saw eight vehicles pulled over on the side of the road and it started to rain and it got dark. So I knew and I know and I feel that it could have been worse than it was. And I was grateful. Right. Okay. The third was annoying. So this was like two weeks ago, rented a car. And um, it just started making a weird noise on the way there. It was really big. It was old. Had to use an auxiliary cord to get my music cranking. It was just annoying. Now, the last one, right? The rental that I'm currently in is updated, upgraded. It's a nice car. Air conditioning blows great. Bluetooth got installed. You know, it's wonderful. So yesterday... No, day before yesterday, I'm driving, park my car, go for ice cream, get ready to get back in my car. And this guy is like, hey, your tire's flat. Are you kidding me? Is what I'm thinking to myself. Are you kidding me? Are you actually kidding me? So he proceeds to change my tire, um, which I could have done myself, but I was grateful that he was able to. And I did for helping me, I gave him five mil colones, which is like 5,000 colones, which is really like eight bucks. And I was just like, thank you. Um, because I do believe that, you know, you reward people for their kindness. And sometimes thank you is enough, but also I'm sure that that five mil blessed him. And I did have to get past the fact that I thought maybe he put that nail in my tire to fix my tire so that I would give him money. But conspiracy theorists, right? That I just, I'll, I'll say that that wasn't it. <sighs> okay, so I had to pause right after the last one, two days ago. And I pulled over to this restaurant and had really bad nachos and then decent chicken. I took the nachos back. That's neither here nor there. I had to sit with myself and I had to say, okay, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I'm like, God, what am I doing wrong? What am I not learning? I mean, should I have just flown home to Missouri and not spent this time and money on this um, rental car since I say that my goal is safe? Like it created a moment of deep desire for reflection. I won't say that I was able to get really deep in the moment, but I'm like, what is it? Every car, three months, four cars all have issues. What is going on? So after I sat with myself and I couldn't figure it out, and of course I like stopped to listen to God, I'm like, God, I know you know what it's about. What's this about? I mean, I didn't hear anything in the moment. So I did what all spiritual people do, right? I Googled it. <laughs> I was like, is there, is there like, does this mean something? And I realized that According to my Google search, it could mean absolutely nothing. It could um, mean that this is just something that happens. It also could mean or be connected to money worries. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. Like, so here's what I found, right? This is on uh, scottedwardhenry.com, which is super random, but this is what scottedwardhenry.com had to say. 
flat tires. Think about tires being the part of your car that touches the road. They give you traction and momentum. Without tires, you're not really going anywhere, even if everything else is in tip top shape. The equivalent in life is money. Okay, so without money, you're not really going anywhere, even if everything else is in tip top shape. I don't know if I agree fully with that, but I do understand the concept. Money is the tire that grips the road of your life to get you through everything from the phone to groceries and a roof over your head. Chronic flat tires indicates that you're feeling anxiety about having enough money. Now, not all of my um, car issues were with tires, but the past, out of the four to half of them were tire issues, right? So I'm just going to stick with that. Because the other were just sounds, and I don't, I don't know that sounds have anything to do with anything. But if you find out they do, send me an email, let me know, um, and do what spiritual people do, and Google it. Fearing out-of-control expenses, unplanned growing debt, money going out like the air in your tires, try to practice the law of attraction, feeling and gratitude for what you have. Practice reprogramming your mind and your feelings to know that you're taken care of, that the world you live in is full. Hold on. The world you live in <laughs> is full of abundance and money is coming in. Flip those negative thoughts and anxieties and feed your relationship with money positive affirmations. Okay, so all of that, I was like, yeah, that's true. And every instance with the tire, with the sounds, um, with the car issues, I literally was like, this too shall pass. Like, remain calm. It's okay. You're okay. It's being taken care of. You have the finances, if needed, to cover, you know, whatever expense. Everything is Okay. So the crazy thing is when I was in debt, I was worried about money. And it got to a point like where it was anxiety and depression uh, inducing, like it was bad. And then it wasn't so bad as I was crawling out of debt. I was like, okay, like just managing my finances, but still money was always on my mind. I'm spending too much. Should I buy that? I really want that. I want that too. I want that too. I'm going to buy that. No, I don't want that. I can't afford that. Should I send that? Should I get that gift? Should I do that thing? Oh my gosh. It was, it was out of control, right? So then I got out of debt. I am out of debt. <laughs> I'm debt free. I don't owe nobody nothing. Wait, what day is that? Today is the, okay, because I do use, sorry, I do use my credit card, but it's just um, a card that I pay off quickly, and I only use $80 on a $300 credit limit, so my max is $80, and then I pay it off, and I was like, wait, technically that's not debt, because I got it. But I do need to make sure that that payment goes through quickly. I'm really not sure why this podcast is so, like, I'm so scatterbrained. Maybe because I'm laying in a hammock and I'm feeling like I'm just talking to a friend. So I really do um, hope that you're getting everything that I'm 
trying to give you in between all this randomness. All right, so back to the debt. I'm out of debt and I still worry about money. I'm still concerned about money. So, which is so interesting, right? And this tired thing, I'm like, I'm still concerned without reason to be concerned. I had budget. I keep track of my money. This month, actually, I've been like, hey, sarah, sarah. We got a little bonus. And um, I was like, shoot. <laughs> but I'm still keeping track. Like, I do know how much I've spent and I'm comfortable with it. It just still is always a factor in my mind. I mean, I even left a job and turned down a job with concerns about money. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to be paid enough. Um, to be able to save enough, right? I want to save. I want to get paid. Now, of course, I want to do work that fulfills me and you utilizes my assets. Those two options, we're not doing that or we're not going to do that. But at the end of the day, all the things that I was thinking about that it would take to help me stay in the job or take the new one revolved around money. I was thinking... Okay, I'm going to need to get a car. Absolutely. Um, I'm also going to need a gym membership because I like to socialize or I'm going to have to rejoin my dance team, which means that I'm going to need to take some lessons for Spanish to really improve my Spanish. And all of those things were manageable, but I'm like, I just don't want to spend all that money. Sorry, there's a truck. coming up the hill so I don't know that it'll get quieter okay so what's the point of this podcast if you're still listening I appreciate it and what am I trying to tell you you might be wondering true freedom is a mindset freedom is a mindset freedom is a mindset it is setting your mind in a particular way of thinking so let's get free of the things that we're free from right I'm not in debt I'm out of debt I am financially free So let me adopt the mindset of financial freedom. I want us to get free of the things that we are free of. Those could be doubt, disease, overspending, lust, privilege, obsession, poverty, hurt, pain, poor eating habits, laziness, attitudes. That's just my list. (laughs) I don't know what your list is. That one is just mine. And that's a short list. I could go on. So for me, and maybe for you, affirmations make a difference. Words are powerful. I have everything I need and more. I manage my finances in a way that allows me to give and to grow. And to enjoy my life. My income is a blessing to me and to others. My budget is a tool for building wealth. So often we look at a budget as this really, really restrictive jail for our money, right? But it is actually a tool for building wealth or maintaining it. 
freedom, freedom, freedom. At every juncture in the road, God absolutely speaks to my heart's desire to be free. I left the job. I'm leaving the country. I've abandoned guilt. When doubt and frustration creep in, I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians 3.17. It reads, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I had to go back up in that verse and make sure that I was taking this in context. And it's really talking about um, Moses and the Israelites. So I'll read starting at verse 13. We are not like Moses who, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull for to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. That's deep. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. Mm. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. (laughs) That's good. That's good. That's good. 17. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now I read that and I say all this to say that sometimes there is a veil that's covering our eyes. The things that we're already free from, we can't see that we're free from. We can't see things differently if we still operate with the same veil covering our eyes. So I'm learning, right? The three things about freedom. Number one, freedom costs something. Number two, freedom is a mindset. And number three, freedom is not only God's idea, it's his gift through his spirit. So from my heavenly father, the freest of all spirits, I want you to adopt a freedom mindset, a free spirit, and know that we have free will. If you don't do anything else until we meet again, I want you to make sure that you grow.